0: Hey, how about that? We're back with another episode of The Intentional Foul. Yes, we are. We haven't quit yet. We're on vacation now, too. At least <laughs> I am. You, uh, Yeah, you're on vacation for, what, the next seven months? At least, yeah. Eight months. I get it. You know, I was thinking about that because I technically get a month. Right. We're going to need longer than a month <laughs> to get, get, get some baseball on the field. Yeah, no kidding. Holy man. i like... Some of the snow is now starting to melt, and it's revealing about three inches of ice. Mm -hmm. When's that going to disappear?
1: Yeah. Well, and the ground's still frozen solid, so the water's going to and And then when everything melts, it's going to flood. Yeah. So then I don't. Yeah, it might be a while before you're down at
0: Monterey. Yeah. Or uh, not Monterey, Riverside Riverside and and, uh,
1: calling a game.
0: You're going to be golfing, I think, probably before we play baseball. Uh, Oh, God, I hope so. You really got the bug. You were saying that last week. I've just got the bug. I just want it to be warm out again. I I think everybody wants that.
1: Yeah, and what I like to do when it's nice out is go golf, you know?
0: You have any new equipment this year? No, but I think I'm going to buy a driver this week, so. Okay. Mm -hmm. Last year, did you buy new irons? Mm, Yes. Jeez. Yep. All right. You
1: you can't buy all that golf stuff in bulk, man. You got to go piece by piece or you'll bankrupt
0: yourself. Well, it's. So now how it's long pricey. will that then okay so irons last year driver this year mm-hmm. then what's on deck or do you wait a while you know i mean who
1: knows i may get a wild hair and get a new 3 wood or you know something right.
0: like that but
1: this stuff now if i get a new driver this year it should last me for i mean probably 5 years it's not <laughs> like i need to get new stuff every 2 years or whatever <laughs> i don't i'm not that Some good at people golfer.
0: What do they say that people need to regrip their clubs every I don't know how many rounds it was. I went until I shredded mine. Oh, well, yeah. I got one that's like that, too. <laughs> Doesn't really matter because no. grips are good grips. I'm still going to hit it yeah, the, the same cri- way. Yeah, the grip's
1: not the problem, usually. <laughs> no. Unless it, unless it flies out of your hand. Right, but. and
0: we haven't had that happen, but who knows? We get a Not new, on a swing. A couple more. It, right. right. It maybe on a throw. A couple of more invites, and maybe that actually will happen. All right. Thank you for downloading, subscribing, and listening. Things are getting uh, a little bit thin. Out there. For you? Majority of, well, no. Not it's, for me. You're in your, you're right in your uh, in your zone this right now. It's my wheelhouse baby. It is. NBA and college hoops and, how many games left in the NBA did I hear? Most teams, you're around like 18, 19. Yep, something like that. Yep. Conference tournaments for college hoops. The, the mid-majors are already going on right now. Mm-hmm. And then the big ones are next week. And then there's selection Sunday. You got um, spring training going on in Florida and, is it okay now? Is it the Citrus League or the Grapefruit League? Grapefruit. I, I can't. I can grapefruit. never remember what that is. But yeah. grapefruit is a type of citrus. So one. Yeah. So Grapefruit, grapefruit league. league. Okay. All right. Where do you want to start? I mean, there's not. I don't know. Where, where Where do you want to go first? You You steer the the ship on this one. Well, we'll we'll start where we usually do. We can start with a little football. NFL. What's going on? The combine. Not much, but excellent stuff. The combine. Yeah
1: fat guys in shorts doing really? running around cones
0: hey man 40 yard dashes man Ooh, riveting television
1: <laughs> riveting
0: i have tuned into the combine in the last few years and it's apparently the nfl network draws rave reviews for this because of the way they can make it watchable still don't watch yeah i i do get why
1: you know i get it i get why Football nerds want to watch it oh, because you can sit. I mean, you did it's completely, You're not necessarily watching the 40 as much as you're sitting around, you know, listening to what the quote
0: unquote experts are talking about. If you told me the times and the events, events, if the drills or whatever that the eight badgers that went there uh, that they were going to do, I'd probably tune in for three minutes, four minutes a pop, mm-hmm. you know, for them. But other than that, I'm not, you know, mm-hmm. not interested. But at the end of the day, too, it's like who cares because you saw those guys play 40 games.
1: Right. So well, if you don't know by now who and what well, they are. And it's that's like, what a lot of the know.
0: GMs say. It's like, don't be impressed when somebody turns in a bunch of combine numbers that are awesome. Go to the tape. The tape is the thing that doesn't well, lie.
1: Well, say what you were telling me before we, we –
0: Went on air? Oh, there's always one guy who puts up monster numbers at the Combine that nobody, I'm not going to say nobody's heard of, but maybe nobody expected because nobody, he didn't blow anybody away in college, and this year it's this DK Metcalf guy. I don't know who he is, but now, I mean, listen to a bunch of people. He was maybe a mid-round pick, third, fourth, fifth, whatever, and because of the numbers that he turned in, he's assured himself of being a first-rounder just because of raw ability alone. Right. And there's usually one person who wows at the Combine, overperforms, so that we better watch out for that guy. People ignore the tape. They pick up the first round, and most of the time they're a bust. They make their money in their first contract, and then maybe they get hired for a second one or signed to a second one, and then they flame out of the league, make their money, and boy, remember that guy? And the list is really long. Yeah, let me tell you a little story about Kevin White. Well, he's still in the league, uh, is he? Well, <laughs> he is. I
1: mean, he's he's on a roster. Like, he never plays. Somebody
0: put together a, a a list of of awesome combine guys, and I can't remember past the first one that I saw. Mike Mamula.
1: Mike he's kind of the infamous one from right. years
0: back. Yeah, and that's wasn't he a linebacker? Yes. Yeah. And I think the Eagles took him. Yeah. And they got that had to be early nineties or something yes. like that. Mid nineties. So there's a bunch of combine guys. That are out there, and somebody's going to get their name added to the list. But like I saw Todd McShay's mock draft today, and <laughs> Metcalf is like was like pick number fifteen or something. Wow! Like what? Wow! Somebody's going to do that, and everybody's going to go glad it wasn't us. But somebody's going to pr- just pray that the guy can turn in a good, you know, make that combine performance and translate it into a good pro career.
1: Do you do you put much stock in like? Um- some of the things that come out of there, like really, the only worthwhile part of the combine to me would be when you get to meet with teams the interview when, the player, process. Yeah, when the players get to meet with the teams and and the wonderlick thing, I mean, you know, whatever, maybe it. Yeah. Maybe it separates the complete stupid from the really smart, and then everybody else is kind of in the middle. Yeah, but, but
0: you have plenty of these rockheads that don't do well on the Wonderlick that are sure. unbelievable football players, because sure. they can read a playbook and they can memorize, and they, they can read an offense or read a defense, and I mean, it's but all just patterns and tendencies. It,
1: it came out the other day that apparently s- some teams are allegedly turned off from Kyler Murray because of his interview. I mean, do you do you put I mean, do you care about that? Do you put much stock in that?
0: Um, That's a good question. I mean, like, the guy from Florida, and I don't know how to pronounce his name because I haven't heard it. I want to say it's Ja'Kai Polite. I don't know if that's the actual pronunciation, but apparently several teams went in hard after him and asked, you know, do you love football? You know, why do you do this and what do you and like they were they were really getting like really grilling him and he understood the process. He wasn't mad about it because he knew that teams want to know what they're getting before they invest millions of dollars. Mm -hmm. I mean, that totally makes sense. But I don't know if I'd be turned off. I mean, you're you're getting a guy's personality, you can't expect him to change. I mean, Baker Mayfield we've seen has proven pretty much everything that everybody thought he was coming out of college. Nobody was scared off by Johnny Manziel, and now look at him. He's banned <laughs> well, from the CFL. <laughs> right. But, I mean, those are the types – I mean, you know what you're getting in those interviews, I think, before you do it. It's just maybe a matter to confirm that kind of stuff. Sure. I don't know. I, I, I wouldn't put much stock in it. As long as you make sure you have you know, the list of random questions and somebody doesn't say something where you immediately wave up a red flag and cross the guy off your list – I I don't think that matters too much. I
1: I always kind of roll my eyes when when you hear the question, you know, does he love football? Yep. I don't even really know what that means. Like, who's determining how much it, it, like, I don't understand. Like, love football, like, where you're an absolute one-trick pony in life lunatic like Tom Brady? Or can I love football, like,
0: I don't know, um... Clay Matthews. I think what they're probably trying to weed out is the guys that actually want to go out and play and have fun and be part of a locker room and, you know, assimilate into a team. Or it's the guys that just want to show up and make sure that the checks get cashed every Friday. They want to weed those guys out that are not completely money hungry. That, that's that's their only motivation for playing football. Because, I mean, I was listening to another podcast. There are guys like that, and those are usually the guys that you don't hear about.
1: And then, after, then the other ones are usually the ones that are the stars.
0: Well, that's true. I mean, you can find it right now with Antonio Absolutely. Brown, but he has got a completely bad rep for uh, for this whole thing. Does he produce on the field? No question. But you've got you've probably got some teams that don't want to deal with that. So, I mean, you can go both ways, I suppose.
1: Yeah, it sounds like the uh, Brown thing might get wrapped up this week. They're yeah, tr- they're trying Friday. to do something by yeah. Friday, and um, I saw like Broncos, Raiders. I mean, you're talking about teams Raiders. that are what? Yeah, I, I, I like. I don't. I yeah. mean, if you're Antonio Brown and 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 see that would be about the Raider speed. Like, you don't want to pay Khalil Mack, so so you trade him, and then and you then end you up trading for Antonio, Antonio Brown, Brown, and then you're going to pay him. Like,
0: what? Who was the quarterback? Who, or maybe it was a wide receiver who came out and told Antonio Browner had a message like, "You've been pretty lucky with Ben Roethlisberger." Oh and, Fitzgerald, Larry yes, Fitzgerald. As yeah. soon as you, as soon as you don't get a good quarterback, you're going to find out oh. what what life is like. And 100 percent accurate. Yeah. And I'm surprised more people aren't like stepping up and being like, "Listen, dude, you can go get paid, and you can go do this, you can go do that, but you're going to be you're going to be absolutely effing miserable." When the guy can't get you the ball,
1: I think everybody's just staying away from him because nobody wants to be uh, talking to a guy with a blonde mustache. I mean, my my facial hair grows in a little reddish, but like what it is, okay. a blonde mustache. Come on, what are you doing? Like, <laughs> like you're thirty one years old, yeah. Dude. Like that's what I'm saying about him about him wanting to be this this celebrity more than a football player, well, so what and you know that's like. That's why you do that. That's why Odell Beckham has that. You brought the it up has. the other.
0: Yes. You, you brought know? it up the other day. That's but you know, what position group does that usually tend to be? Guys out on the edge. Wide receivers. Yep. yep. Or if you're a really spectacular tight end like yeah. Rob Gronkowski. <laughs> or a Shockey. Remember that guy? Oh Jeremy Shockey. <laughs> there you go.
1: All right. Well, uh, sticking with the Antonio Brown thing, and sure. this, it kind of got me thinking. He made the comment the other day that like he doesn't need to play football. Um <laughs> well, I you know, and I don't know. I didn't hear a lot of other context around that. I don't know if that meant I'm financially stable. I don't need to play football. Uh, I, I don't, or I, don't lo- I don't love it to the point where I'm willing to I don't sacrifice have to for this. Do I, this
0: with my life. I
1: don't know what that meant, right. but it kind of got me thinking. Like you know, with with Brown and Le'Veon Bell's, you know, sitting out the year, foregoing yep. fourteen million dollars yep. because he wanted to do it on his terms. I I wonder if those guys are isolated incidents or if this is going to be more of a trend. And the reason I say that is I think a lot of these NFL guys now are, are looking around. I think they've always looked around, but I think more so than ever just because the money's got so big. You know, if you're Le'Veon Bell or Antonio Brown, you've got to be sitting there going Bryce Harper got how much money <laughs> for how many years? And yeah. it's all guaranteed. You're going to pay John Wall $45 million to play point guard for the Wizards when he's like 37?
0: But do you think players in the NFL look at those other sports and they they see apples to apples well, instead of I think apples they just, to oranges? I think
1: they just see that guy's a star and, and brings X amount of dollars to his sport. I am a star. I bring X amount of dollars to my sport, but I'm only making a third of what that guy's making. And my sport it's is way, way more dangerous, more dangerous yeah. than that. And look, you know, it's it's one of those things where if you if they feel that way, they gotta they gotta strike, they have to strike because it's the only way they're ever going to get a guaranteed contract. Um, and I just don't see football players ever being willing to give up a season or two in their prime when nope. they're when especially in football when your your window to make money is so so, so small yeah. yep you know and in, in NBA because these guys come in so young you can get two really big contracts
0: well but look at what we've seen the last couple of years you've seen um fully guaranteed contract for cousins in Minnesota. You've got Rodgers that has a lot of guaranteed money, and now you've got a guy sitting out a franchise tag foregoing a whole year of double-digit million dollars. So, I mean, is a precedent starting to be set? Are people going to follow this? Well, the guaranteed money part will only
1: change the landscape when it's not a quarterback. Okay. Because the quarterbacks are always going to get the most money. That's just how it is. But it's these other positions where a running back who's that, – that position has been devalued so much over the last 10 or 15 years because of the rule changes and all the passing that goes on, mm-hmm. where, like, Le'Veon Bell it probably is worth $20 million a year, really. But yeah. he's not going to get that because they don't value the position, you know. Um, so I don't know. Uh, until a left tackle, a right guard, a safety, a wide receiver, until they get big – guaranteed money. I think these guys are all going to be looking around at the other at the other two major sports just with jealousy and envy, you know. Oh, there's
0: no question about that. I mean, Why can't I be doing this? Sure. Uh, that's and I think that's fair. Yeah. I mean, spe- three, especially when they consider their job hazards. he had two alone.
1: two guys in Major League Baseball this year got 300 million dollar yes. contracts. So, yeah. I I think everybody's got to be looking around going, "Wow." Like mm-hmm. how how what how can I get some of that, you know? And, and they in football, the they just, it, yeah, it just doesn't work nope, that way. It doesn't. Well, um, we got free agency coming up here in the next couple yeah, days.
0: Yeah, March 13th, I think, next week.
1: Yeah. Yeah,
0: starts the new league what, year. Uh, not...
1: What do you got on the Packer radar here? I mean, there's some well, there's some safeties out there. Yes, there are. There's a running back out there that's pretty yeah. good.
0: I saw Rob Damoski's tweet, which was, I think, over the weekend – um, for ESPN Wisconsin, that he said if the Packers go get an edge rusher, it's not going to be in the draft. It's more likely to be in free agency. Well, in like within 24 to 48 hours, like five teams wrapped up their premier edge rushers to franchise tags mm. or contract extensions. Mm-hmm. And that basically whittled away most of the list that top if, guys. Yeah. If, yeah. Gre- if Green Bay was going to go out and sign an edge rusher, which apparently is the top priority. Um, I don't know whether you'd do that. And then the list of guys that's left are going to command a lot of money. So I'm, I'm, I would be surprised if they go get a top tier guy to rush the edge, considering that this draft, and at least in the first round, is so defensive end or outside linebacker, edge rusher type guys that's just heavy with that. So they could get at least one guy at either, um, 12 or 30, wherever they want, mm-hmm. I think. So, I past that, I mean, I've seen a couple of mock drafts from a different, from a bunch of different people. And um, it's a combination of edge rushers, wide receivers, and tight ends in the first round, which, I mean, clearly you saw wide out problems last year. Tight end is not good. No depth. Uh, no, yeah. not, well, not a, even your starter underperformed last year. And he's coming back this year. So, I mean, you, you need somebody to, Train under that guy who's young, who's fast, who can stretch the field, um, and then an edge rusher. I think is. I mean, you've you've lacked defensive pressure on the quarterback for I don't know how many years now, consistently. And they keep saying they find the next guy, they find the next guy, and all the guys, you know, they have one here or two there. But between, well
1: that, yeah, that's the thing. It's like is a is it is Fackerel going to have? The year next year that he had this year or, or Blake Martinez no. or some of these
0: guys. I mean, they're they're solid players. Of course, yes, that's but, fine. I mean, Mar- Martinez has led the team in tackles for two years in a row. I mean, he's fine in the middle. He's not going to pressure the quarterback. I don't even know how good he is in coverage, but he's not coming off the edge or going right up the middle to, to pressure the quarterback. That's just not what he does. Right. So, I, I, I mean, Nick Perry, no. <laughs> Clay is no. No. So I mean, you need you need some fresh blood because the defensive line before all those injuries had some pretty good depth and some pretty good talent. But if you if you can get some double teams in those guys and and single up on the outside because nobody's got any move to get to the quarterback, you're dead in the water. Sure. So you know you really need a guy who can really change the landscape the way Clay did at least in the first couple of years. Um, and you really need one of the go- those guys. It'd be nice if you get two, but I. For all the many years previously that I've been wishing for one of those edge guys, and it hasn't happened, so there's no reason to tell me that it's going to be different this year.
1: Right on, I got gotcha. you.
0: Just me. How about Chicago? Well, what 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 would you like to see? Who would you like to see in a Bears uniform? What position improve? Well,
1: I don't think they got a pick till the third round. No,
0: um, but
1: I will not be surprised if they somehow tried to trade, trade up, up. at least into the second. Yeah, uh, you know, give up a couple of future fourths or fifths or something, but. Um in no particular order, I think they need a they need another playmaker and I think it needs to be a running back. Good. Um you know, Jordan Howard is all right. He doesn't really fit that offense. You have said and, that before, yeah. Cohen is a, is a is a nice change of pace, but you know, he's not a 20-25 touch guy. He's a 10 to 12 a game touch kind of player. Um probably safety you know Amos is a free agent. I don't know what they're going to do with Bryce Callahan. Um, you know, they could use a safety, but I think I think half the NFL probably could use a safety. Yes. Um, I wouldn't be surprised to see the Bears go sniffing around Landon Collins a little mm-hmm. bit cuz he's young, kind of fits in with that that young defense they have. Um, and then of course you know anything on the line either side um you know they're kind of long kind of restructured some stuff he's gonna stick around but he's could had never so have
0: many too much linemen.
1: no and he he's had a lot of injuries they're bringing too back many. Bobby Massey and yep, he's been he's been very solid but not great and he's like 30 or 31 so a little bit of depth there probably wouldn't hurt okay can never get like you said you can never get too many of those big guys it just seems like Pretty, you really don't get through a year where at least one of those guys misses a game or two.
0: You um, mentioned um, Kyler Murray a little bit earlier, and just going back to those mock drafts, the fact that he has been seen going number one and the fact that they just got Josh Rosen. Isn't that crazy? It's a little bit odd to me, and I, I thought, it, I mean, compounded, I can't remember what quarterback it was. Was it a quarterback? I can't remember. I saw on Twitter somebody had talked to an NFL pundit or a former player about Arizona and this whole Rosen-Murray, and they said, have you seen their offensive line? They couldn't block anybody that had the consistency of a wet paper bag. Right. So it's like, how can you pin this on Rosen all the way and now waste another one by going to get Murray when you really haven't given the other guy that you drafted a fair shake by giving him a decent offensive line. I think it's more Kingsbury, the new coach, feels that Murray fits his system better than Rosen. Yes. But then I just saw today that they're not, I saw on the bottom, I was watching PTI, Cardinals have no interest in in moving Rosen. Well, it's like, okay, and I know you're not a rookie contract, but now you've got, let's just say they get Murray and he they anoint him as the starter, and now you've got Rosen, a second-year guy, who's the backup? If, if he's not your then what are you doing with him? Mm-hmm. Try and move him at least, get something for him, somebody that actually thinks if I put him behind an offensive line might be able to do something.
1: I was listening to uh Bill Simmons' podcast this afternoon and <laughs> he said he ran down the last year that the Cardinals GM has had where he uh they they hired this Steve Wilkes dude who most average football fans have never heard of. No he comes in they sign Sam Bradford who's i mean it was
0: just awful and has been washed up for 3 years but you know what he's good at football contracts right
1: so they sign him he lasts like 3 games they draft rosen they trade up like 3 picks to draft rosen and put him behind a garbage line and let let him get the snot pounded out of him then they fire their coach and hire a dude that had a sub 500 record in college at Texas tech and now they're talking about drafting but another he's a, quarterback.
0: But he's a quarterback. Goo, goo, but how that guy sell his job? I don't know. I didn't say it made any sense. That's, I just, that's crazy. Yeah. Like, could you imagine it being a Cardinal fan? <laughs> no. No. Think about all those years when you got deep into the playoffs. Oh. Think about when, all when those you years Warner. you
1: watched Larry Fitzgerald just, just waste. waste
0: away yep. with bad quarterbacks. Yep. I, Unbelievable. And yet, it's interesting because you don't hear a peep from that guy no no except that maybe he'll come back maybe he won't because he's getting older sounds like but, he's one of the all-time good dudes right yeah why can't we have more of those yeah. guys so anyway that's it for the nfl the draft i think is in a month and a half april 25th to the 27th or something where, like that, where so. is it this year i don't know i because i know it's switching locations it was
1: chicago a couple years, years ago two then two was years it in a row philly? actually was it
0: philly last year was it or was it Vegas? I don't remember. Yeah. Anyway, I'll 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 look it up yeah. this year. All right, you want to move to the Bucks? Yeah. Boy, yeah, a terrible. lot a of,
1: lot of stuff to talk about.
0: Yep, yeah, the 5-game road trip, right?
1: Yeah. Um, you know, still number 1 in the East. Um 3 and 2 road trip, which on its face is pretty good, but um should could, I, it should have been better. Could have certainly could have been 4 and 1, very easily could have been 5 and 0. Oh. Mm-hmm. Um you know, they lost uh Lost the fourth game of the trip at Utah, which didn't surprise me. It's a notoriously tough place to go into.
0: Without Brogdon, without Bledsoe.
1: Right. And uh, they were up late, and it mm-hmm. looked like they kind of ran out of gas a little bit. And then uh, the other night to Phoenix. Um, Phoenix has second-worst record in the league, yet they're 2-0 against the Bucks, And they swept them. It's just, you know, people say, how does that happen? It That happens every year. and every they, Like the Brewers last year with the Reds. Yes. What the hell? Yep.
0: Oh, no, you're right. You
1: know, it's just one of those things. And I think the, you know, Brogdon said in the paper, you know, they didn't take them as seriously as they should have. And I think there was a little fatigue, fifth fifth game of a five game road
0: trip. And Boonholzer you know. said the same thing after that game. It's, it's like, not an excuse. No, but it's a fact. But it's, just, it's one it of is those what it things, is. right? You're wrapping up, you're looking to get home, you got a cupcake team, and then all of a sudden you come not ready to play, and all of a sudden you find yourself in a fight, Nashville, Tennessee. Oh, interesting! Is your 2019 NFL draft location very exciting? So
1: I'm wa- I'm watching the Phoenix game the other night. What night was that? Was that Saturday or May? I don't know. Yeah, I think it was Saturday. Um, no, Monday. Monday. Yeah, Monday. Yeah. So I'm watching the game Monday night, and I'm sitting there and I'm flicking around, and I it was commercial, so I flick back to the Buck game, and and Yelts on the screen. Because they're playing in Phoenix, uh, so Yaut and his wife are on the screen. And what's his
0: diddle? They were he was in the front row too. Uh, Yes, yeah. I haven't seen this one. So then they go to then they
1: go to Christian Yelich sitting front row, and good gracious, is it nice to be the MVP? Holy cow! Who is that? Because the the former Miss California that he had sitting next to him, who who I assume is his girlfriend. Well,
0: she doesn't have a ring on her finger, but I'm not really paying attention to that. Wowza! Holy
1: moly! It's good to be the king. Wow! Yeah.
0: Mm. Can I can I hang it? Can you send me that picture?
1: If you please? hear if you hear a zipper, it's no big deal. Easy. <laughs> uh. <laughs> so big uh, yeah. big busy week though coming up for the Bucs. They got four games the next six days starting tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Um home for uh the Pacers uh tomorrow.
0: Yep. They got two two home games and they hit the road. Yep. Hornets. Is Big Frank still on the team? He has Charlotte, yeah,
1: does that's he play? Not much. DNP, a lot of them. yeah. Coach,
0: coach's decision, kind of thing. He'll okay. be, yeah, he'll
1: be on a different team yeah. next year. Just doesn't uh, really fit the,
0: with those guys. We talked about March. That's a really quick turnaround. See now, I thought, yeah, because you're at home against Charlotte, and then you're at San Antonio the next night. Yeah, that's that's, that's a, tough. That's a tough location to play right after you're at home. That's the league, man. Oh. You know. And then
1: two nights later, they're in New Orleans. I mean, you're, you know, like I said, four games in well, six days. That's luckily,
0: you don't have to go far from San Antonio to New Orleans. But I mean, from s- still mul-
1: three, three cities in yeah. four nights, no, you right. know, that's, yep. that's a toll on the body. But yep. that's that time of year. And uh, they got to, they got to turn things around here and still got a two and a half game lead on Toronto. Thankfully, the Raptors lost twice when the Bucks lost twice. So they didn't mm-hmm. lose any
0: ground there. Um, they made a couple of things final. They finalized mm-hmm. the Bledsoe extension. hmm for, did that kind of catch you off guard?
1: It did. Um, I'm happy about it, but I was okay. I was surprised. Uh, usually you don't see those extensions this late in the season, um, but I think the Bucks kind of have decided that uh, the guys you see now, the the main guys, Giannis, Middleton, Bledsoe, and Brogdon, I think for the next three to four years, They're that's gonna be the, the nucleus. Core. Okay. um And Bledsoe is the first guy to get. They got him at a really below-market value contract, and uh, – you know that that allows them to focus more energy this summer on mm-hmm. Lopez, Miritich, Brogdon, Middleton, and um, you know uh, somebody else maybe from the outside going forward.
0: But I mean, Paul Gasol's not coming back. No, I mean, I mean they just no. got him. And just I mean, got him. They're not. I mean they've had injuries, so they have a couple of minutes to give him. But I mean,
1: yeah, he's he, he's your backup five. You know he's going to back up Lopez. Um, it's going to be a matchup dictated on who they play. Um, you know, you, you probably you you, you got to think a little bit forward. You know, when you play, if you play the Sixers, you got to have bodies to bang on Embiid. When you play the Raptors, who d- traded for Mark Gasol, now you got his brother Powell, another body to lean on him and a guy that knows his game. Um, So, yeah, he may not play. You may not see him a lot. In the regular season, here. As a matter of fact, I highly like doubt you Five minutes the other night, or yeah, whatever I think it was. you know if you get ten to twelve minutes out of him going forward, that'll be a lot. But I think when the playoffs start, you know his experience, you, you know they're going to put him in ahead of a DJ Wilson in the playoffs. So um, that's kind of what they're what they're thinking is there. But um, saw a pretty cool interview with him. Okay. Uh, and for anybody that doesn't have it, I urge you if you're a Buck fan to download the Bucks app. It's free. Okay. Um, you can go on there. There's a bunch of little, you know, four or five minute videos every day of pregame, postgame interviews, practice mm-hmm. interviews, yada yada. So, okay. Katie George, the lovely Katie George, um, was interviewing Gasol the other day at the practice facility, and he said some interesting things that uh, that were pleasant to hear. Um, you know, he said when he when he got bought out he initially had talked to Nico Miritich, who they played together in the Bulls a couple right. years ago so there's there's a friendship oh, there
0: Nico sold the
1: Bucks to him he told him that he basically felt like he won the lottery yeah. Miritich, getting getting traded to the Bucks and um you know that's pretty cool to hear and and Gasol talking about you know the Bucks are a a, a franchise now that is talked about in league circles amongst the players as a place to go to um you know good ownership uh, state of the Arano. art facilities. Yeah. Uh, you got a star in Giannis, who, uh, by all accounts, is a very good guy. Well, and not well only liked.
0: that, but you've—I mean—and it's—it's—it's it's been this for people in Wisconsin. But now I think people are looking at Milwaukee. It's like you got a pretty good sports town there. Oh yeah, with a good NBA team and a good baseball team, and you got the Packers an hour it's and just,
1: a half north. Right. You know, so there's a lot of stuff going on, but, um, you know, it 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 kind of got me thinking a little bit. You know, the Bucks are gaining a little bit of a reputation, especially with the older guys, some veteran guys that, you know, you can come in there and they treat you right. They don't bury you. Um, they want you to help out the younger guys. I mean, just, just to run down a few people sure. they've had, Jared Dudley, Jason Terry, Zaza, uh, bringing back Urson, Greg Monroe. So you've got guys that have, are maybe, with the exception of Monroe, are on the backside of their career. They've had some success. Um, they come in. They're willing to help out the young guys. And they don't. They're not bitching about playing. Time. They don't need to
0: go to major markets no, either. No, it's like I'm not going to play anywhere but New York or L.A. or you know somewhere like that.
1: And guys, you know that have left, like Dudley left. The Bucks did a, did him a solid and and uh, some kind of a, a buyout with his contract so he could sign a more lucrative deal with the Nets. And and uh, the way they treated Zaza when he left and went to Golden State and ended up winning a couple titles. So, you know, getting a good reputation in the league is nice. And it kind of reminded me a little bit of what the Brewers kind of went through about 10 or 12 years ago. Um, you know, Atanasio bought the team. It was in shambles. The, the You know, Selig's daughter and her husband and whatever general manager they yes, hired right. kind of had run that Eul- down to the bottom.
0: Euless Pain for all of his right. six months or however long he was general manager.
1: But, you know, it was around that 06, 07, when they had Yost who was a legit manager. Yep. And then you started getting this young talent coming in. And then you get a Sabathia and you get some veterans that come over and you get Granky and Markham and all these guys. And and it all of a sudden the brewers are kind of looked at as like, oh, okay, well they're they're well run. They're legit. They got smart people in the in the front office. Um, and then people find out when they come and play in Milwaukee what a great fan base that is here. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, it shouldn't really be a surprise but if you if you fought, if you watch the Packers, if you watch the Badgers. I mean, this is a very sports centric state, for sure. And uh, it's just cool to see that the Bucks now are finally kind of getting in that you know upper echelon of teams where you know guys will consider coming here, mm-hmm. which is cool.
0: Okay. So. All right. Um, uh, any room on the bandwagon? I know I've seen a lot of different comments <laughs> about people wanting to jump on and uh, yeah. Ha- I say hang, I hang say the more the, the merrier, man. Right.
1: I say the more the merrier. You're not
0: one of those guys that says, "Hey, I've been here this whole time. Where the hell have you been?"
1: I mean, I don't. I, I say it to myself. I don't need to say it out loud. I mean, okay. you know, um, All right. I, I've got. I'm the one with a Ricky Pierce. Jersey from 1988 <laughs> that I showed you a picture of, this yes. polyester. I mean, you know, so you, if
0: my loyalties are you're questioned. Right. Your credentials are fine. Yeah, That's right.
1: I just, you know, everybody that is following this team enjoy this. No. Nope. How it's, many
0: times have I texted you this year when I'm watching the game? I mean, I've watched more. Yeah. Bucks this year than I think I ever have. Yeah, they're because they're fun. It's, it's fun to watch.
1: They're fun to it watch really and and you know enjoy the ride. It you know in two thousand and one when they made the run to the Eastern Conference Finals, you kind of thought that was the beginning of something. And then the next year they didn't make the playoffs. Yeah. And then two years later, Robinson and Allen are traded. Mm-hmm. So you know in, you never know what's going to happen, especially in the NBA with the way players move around. But um, enjoy this. I'm not saying right. they're going to make the finals. They might get beat in the second round, but. Um this is this has been a pretty fun year. Okay. What else you got? There's a thing now that is called the Sloan Conference that uh a lot of NBA people attend. It's it's basically an analytics based convention. Who's the name for, it named for after? nerds? I don't know who it's named okay. after. Um, Jerry's. I believe it's over at uh like Harvard or one, okay. of, one of, uh, somewhere out east, I'm like that.
0: Google, the Sloan Conference.
1: And uh, it's kind of a nerd convention for basketball okay. nerds and all the stat people and whatnot. But a lot of NBA people are there. And, and Adam Silver had a sit down with Bill Simmons. It was about an hour. It was pretty interesting. I watched about half of it. But okay. the main thing that, the main soundbite that kind of came out of there was when. Um, they were talking about the Anthony Davis thing mm-hmm. and, and him requesting a trade and guys like Kyrie Irving that are and Durant who are always pissed off and mm-hmm. whatnot. And and Silver talked about how players are just unhappy and they're very isolated and everybody, you know back in the day there used to be all this camaraderie and now guys just put their headphones on and, and sit on the bus and you know, listen to their own stuff or, Holy cow. or whatever it is. This but, is deep.
0: Yeah. Sloansportsconference.com. Sloan, yeah. Like it it gives you the whole abstract of the, it's very confusing. It's very in-depth. Yes, but it is. Very much nerd-centric. It, like it, you it said. was interesting to All hear right.
1: the commissioner of a league come out and talk about that. Okay. Um kind of made a few excuses that I didn't really buy. Okay. You know, talked about mental health. You know, Kevin Love and DeRozan had come out, talked about depression and, and things like that. And I, I get that that's a real thing and there are people that have that but like not all these guys have that um you know it's it's one of those things where um these guys in the NBA especially you see it in some other sports but the NBA especially because it's more of an individualistic game than say baseball or football but you know a lot of these guys like take a Zion Williamson yep. on Duke, right? So he's 18 year old freshman at Duke. Well, I went back and looked. He's from a town in North Carolina of about 30, 33,000 people. So like about like Beloit, right? Okay. Um his freshman year he averaged like twenty-five points, ten rebounds, and went from there. So basically, since the time he's been thirteen or fourteen years old in his town of thirty thousand, he's been the man. The guy. And then now he goes to Duke and he gets to Duke and he's the number one. Uh, star on a team of stars at the star school right? with the star coach in the star gym, conference, conference, all of that. ESPN people drooling over number one pick guaranteed going to be a star. Well, what happens with these guys and Kyrie Irving's kind of going through it a little bit is like, that's great. And then you get to the NBA and you start to get criticized and you're going on social media and people are talking shit to you. And these guys can't handle it. And I don't know if that's like an age thing where because they're more sensitive to that stuff than people our age or older are, where Mm -hmm. like somebody says something to me on Twitter, what the hell? Who cares? I don't know you. Right. But these guys, that's, I mean, Kevin Durant had a burner account, man, where he was going at fans (laughs) anonymously. Like it just shows that these guys in this day and age, they're just really struggling to like, uh, Understand what the job description is. I mean, Kyrie Irving said he dreamed about being an NBA player, but, you know, all this media and having to answer all these questions like he just wants to play basketball. It's like, well, yeah, but that's why you get paid $20 million a year and not $5 million a year because of the media and the exposure and all that stuff.
0: Now, I, I know the way it is in the NFL – But I'm wondering and I because I don't know when they have these orientations and they put players through, you know, the grinder about watch out for, you know, people in other cities where you stay and don't do this and watch women, watch, watch out for watch out for your money, you know, find a good financial advisor, do this, do that. Now are we going to get to the point where you need to be educated on social media? Where oh if, for sure, t- if things I think start they to go are. badly, here's what's going to happen, and here's a way to handle that, and here's a way not to handle that. I, I think I
1: think they already are. Um, I just think that
0: that's pretty sad. There's only
1: so much that you can do to educate somebody, but at the end of the day, they're the ones that are going to pick their phone up and read their mentions, right? You know, and and I've heard people say, "Don't read your mentions. Don't do this. Don't." It's like, well, then. Then you might as well not be on it, and they're not going to do that. Young young people today are going to be on it. That's what they're just the way it is, and you know, I mean, hell, we're on it. I mean, I'm not, I'm not saying it's the devil,
0: but I'm not going out to a professional athlete. You know, when Alex Hornibrook throws a a crushing interception, I didn't go on uh, and personally call him out on his mentions and you know say you're terrible, go quit the team or whatever. Right? Would I bitch about the fact that the Badgers need a better quarterback? Probably yeah, but I'm not gonna like target him. You're not. Perso- add, you're not adding him no, in, in the description. Personally, right. because I don't have any business doing that. Right. I can bitch as a fan because that's part of what being a fan is. Mm-hmm. But I'm not gonna personally attack the guy. Right. Like what? What do you do? What? What comes of that?
1: Well, that's what a lot of people do, though. You know, and I think that's what gets these these guys with their backs up so much, and they get so offended, and then they get mad, and they you know. I mean, Kyrie Irving, you're a free agent 2B. Kevin Durant, you're a free agent 2B. You're two of the 15 best guys in the league. People are going to ask you what you're doing next year. It's a stupid question because you can't answer it. No. I don't know why they ask it, but they're gonna
0: ask it. That's what they do. Just that what they do. They want a soundbite. Yep. Everybody wants the soundbite. That's 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 what it is.
1: And that sound bite goes on to ESPN.com who's a partner with the league. Follow you. And it goes on NBA.com and it goes on all these things that generate money that all filters back down to the player. So yeah, okay. You don't want media around anymore? That's fine with me. I don't really need to read it. I don't need to really hear your dumb interview after the game. <laughs> I, I know why you lost. I watched. Right. But then don't tell me that you're underpaid when you're making four million a year instead of twenty four. I mean, sorry about it. All right. Um and then the last thing, LeBron is poised to uh tonight. I think he needs twelve points to pass Michael Jordan I'm on the all time points list. And,
0: is he gonna uh, come out and say he's the greatest?
1: Uh I mean there will be people that will. I don't think anything could mean less. I mean, Carl Malone's the second greatest or second leading scorer in NBA history, and he's not even top five greatest power forward of all time. Um, so I you know, again, stats, yep. you know, big deal. <laughs> okay. But that is something that I did hear a lot of people talking about this week. And
0: all right. you know, well, that's a whole mess in and of itself. Yeah. But when you're not gonna make the playoffs, maybe you'll just rely on Statistics to prop yourself up. Yeah, uh, college hoops last week of the regular season. Badgers. Ugh. We'll get to them in a second. Marquette's playing as we speak. Yeah, uh, out in New Jersey, you checking on the score I should, there. Yeah, uh, who was it? The uh, Seton, Hall, Seton Hall, the Pirates. Yep. Um, they lost a double OT game to Georgetown on Saturday night, but then you had Marquette um, giving one away to Creighton on uh, on Sunday uh, as bad well. Week. But yeah, bad week. Not not a great
1: week. No, uh, um, uh, lost early in the week to Villanova. Yep.
0: Um, that was on the road, at least. But Yeah,
1: that's not a bad loss. No. I mean, Villanova's still Villanova, but, but when you're, you had an opportunity to win.
0: Exactly, and also when you're in uh, your own control of number 1 seed in the conference tournament and wrap up the conference title, you know, all out, mm-hmm. that's kind of one of those ones that you should probably get up for.
1: Well, they couldn't get a rebound at the end of the game, and, and one of the guys that I had hyped up last week was Theo John, and he has had his two worst games of the season back-to-back uh, could not stay on the floor and f- constant foul trouble, mm. um, and then against Creighton, the Hausers were were terrible, especially I you Joey. T- yeah, you texted me that. I mean, late in the game, uh, under three minutes, Joey Hauser had three consecutive turnovers on three consecutive possessions. I mean, you know, mm. you're not you're not playing Wapon at Stevens Point anymore. <laughs> you're playing against the big boys in uh-huh, the Big East. So, sure, some lazy passes uh, that were laid out there and taken the other way, but. Um, Looks like they're winning tonight. Okay. Uh they're they're guaranteed at least a top two seed in the Big East tournament. So uh still sitting pretty good. Number four in bracketology this okay. week. Dropped one seed line, which is kind of expected, but um, you know, they'll have an opportunity to maybe play their way up to three, but I think the four line is probably where they belong. Um the, I don't think they're they're quite a top ten team, but you know they're kind of somewhere in that middle teen
0: range. Okay, Badgers are at uh, are at home against Iowa on Thursday. That's senior night. Only three seniors: Charlie Thomas, Khalil Iverson, Ethan Hap. Uh, and then you have at Ohio State to wrap it up in Columbus um, on Saturday. And interesting that some of the—I mean—they're they're hoping for that double buy as everybody hopes to be the top four in the Big Ten, and teams above them keep losing. Like Purdue just lost last night at Minnesota. Yeah, what? What sense? And somebody else just lost a bad one the other night. I can't remember who. It, Maryland will lost at Penn State or right. whatever it was. Yep. yep. So it's like, okay, that's good that they're doing favors. But I mean, the 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 grinded out win that they had against Penn State and oh some of the God. bad calls at Ooh. the at the end of that game. That game I mean, was atrocious. It, but you get the feeling that that's the way that the rest of the season is going to go because the Badgers aren't going to blow anybody out.
1: No. No, and they usually are not going to get blown out. But no,
0: but Iowa just lost to Rutgers. Got pondered. I think, yeah. yeah, and that was the first game of Fran McCaffrey's suspension. He's going to be gone for, for the game at the Kohl Center, well, too. that's probably
1: so. best for everybody involved because Badger fans hate that guy. Yeah, that's true. But, yeah, I mean, if the Badgers win out, uh, they're the four seed, so yeah. it's pretty much that yep. simple. They're one ahead of the loss column of Maryland.
0: Yeah. Um, and they're a four seed in bracketology as well, which which I don't seems a little high well, for
1: me. It's one of those things where, like, if you go off the numbers and the the RPI and the Ken Palm and all the things that they they look at, if you go off the numbers, that's probably true. Okay. If you've watched them play well, for longer than that's five minutes, kind of where I'm at, you know, they're not one of the sixteen best teams in the that's country. That that's basically where I was on that. Yeah, so okay. I, I mean that that remains to be seen, and you know if. If they get beat in the first round of the Big Ten tournament to Minnesota, um, they'll drop. But I don't see them going up any higher than okay. the 4th seed.
0: Uh, where, have you been looking at bracketology a lot, looking at who's going to yeah. be in where and whatnot?
1: Yeah. Um, right now they got – this is Lenardi's bracketology sure. on ESPN. Right now he's got eight Big Ten teams, four Big East teams. Um, you know, uh, One seeds
0: right now, Gonzaga, Virginia, Duke, and Kentucky – um, you and I were talking about Gonzaga the other day, uh-huh. uh, coming home from, or maybe going to one of our road trips. Like, have they swept their conference? I believe so. Okay. Yeah, I think
1: they only have one loss, but, but I don't some, believe it was in conference. I
0: mean, it's not a tough conference, but then all of a sudden you take them seriously because in tournaments they hang with the big boys. If you go undefeated in your league, in Division One
1: football or basketball... I don't care what league it is. That's impressive. Okay. You know, we, we talked about it doing our games at the high school level. Mm-hmm. Like these coaches all know each other. Everybody knows what offense you're running. Everybody knows the personnel, especially in these smaller leagues where there's no one and done. These guys are around. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, to go 16 and 0 or or whatever, 14 and 0, whatever it is in that, that league is, uh, that's it, to me. I think that's pretty impressive. Okay. Um, two seeds, you got Carolina, Tennessee, Michigan, Michigan state. Um, I could see Carolina sneaking up to the one if they won the ACC tournament, uh, especially depending on whether Zion plays or not. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Michigan, Michigan State, one of them might be able to sneak. You know, maybe Michigan State could get to the one if they won the Big Ten, but I doubt it. But that's their
0: mind is pretty much made up because that title game usually, yeah. is, is usually right at the latter stages of the selection show. But. Right.
1: Uh, on the three line, which uh, when you say it out loud, it's kind of weak. LSU, what? Houston, Purdue, and Texas Tech. What? um Not exactly your basketball powers. No. And then four seeds Wisconsin, Marquette, Florida State, and Kansas. Um,
0: Kansas just had a what? How many year run loss? or
1: 03 uh, 04 uh, season was the last wow. year they did not win
0: or tie. So 14 years. Big, basically
1: for the big 12, yeah. Yeah, because they lost to Oklahoma. And, uh, yeah, that let me think. That was the year uh, LeBron won Rookie of the Year, and I think the Marlins won the World Series that year. Really? Yeah, that's
0: how long ago that that's, was. Well, um, idiot savant over here.
1: So kind of, you know, kind of starting to shape up a little bit. Yeah. Um, and like you said, we the last week of the regular season, this week for the big schools. Yep. Then you got the conference tournaments coming in. Um, do you? What do you? Do you love them or do you hate them? What do you think? What's that conference tournaments?
0: I don't really see the point. I mean, the ba- to me, the only thing that it proves or gives an opportunity for is small schools to upset somebody. So if you have a team like Wofford, which we've talked about because they have Storm Murphy, who we saw for a couple of years in Middleton, um, they are winning their conference, and they appeared in the top 25 for the first time in school history, mm-hmm. and they could very well get an at-large bid, but if they don't win the conference tournament – are they going to get an at large bid or is somebody else from that going to steal that away from them? So you've got them, you know, dangling in the top 25, but now all of a sudden, if they don't win their conference and, and the championship goes to somebody else in the tournament, I mean, are they left out? So to me, it screws teams like Buffalo, Wofford, you know, whatever these small schools who depend on mid major automatic berths from their conference tournaments. You already know generally who's going to make it from the power conferences. By the time the tournament rolls around. Mm-hmm. You've got a pretty good idea. Mm-hmm. Now, the only way that somebody gets bumped up is if you've got Penn State. They run all the way through and they get the automatic bid. That's the only way they're going to make
1: the tournament. Right. Uh, some Somebody could jump off the bubble. Right. You know, like a, a St. John's could get to the Big East title game right. and get them off the bubble. But something somebody's like that. All,
0: somebody also on the bubble could get pushed out sure. by somebody that is not even in the conversation. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, does it add some late season dramatics? Yes. Yes. But I feel like, really, in the long run, it just kind of screws teams that may be deserving of it when somebody else gets it that is not deserving at all.
1: No, and I I get the whole pageantry of it, especially for the littler schools where you're only going to make the tournament if you win your conference and tournament. And
0: you know what? Watching the end of those conference championship games when they get that, it's awesome because they are so excited. It doesn't matter if they're going to be the 16 seed and they're going to just going to get pounded on right. by the one with the exception of UMBC. But still, it's like... But, you, you know, know,
1: like you said, if you're a Wofford and you go undefeated in your league, you're the number one seed, and in the semifinals, you get upset. Right and then somebody else from your league that didn't really you know didn't in my opinion it's wh- you know it's way harder to play good for 4 months than 4 days for sure so you know you're but you're rewarding the team that played good for 4 yes. days and if you really want to crown a true champion and have the best teams in the tournament I don't know that that's the best way of going about it but it's hard to get up get mad and hate on them when you see some of these you know when you see a a UWM make a run or a Green Bay make a run or something like that. But mm-hmm. I don't know. I'm torn on it. Okay. I, I guess I would probably lean toward I don't love them, mm-hmm. but uh, but I understand.
0: It's more basketball, and it's jam-packed for the last week, which is fine I, I, because it's wall-to-wall.
1: I kind of liked it better when we were kids when some of the bigger conferences didn't have it. You know, I liked that the Big Ten never had one. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, like you said, it doesn't really do anything for anybody with the exception of the 10 seed that makes a run. Right. And that's, nope. and in the power conference, that's almost impossible. Right. So,
0: all right. Uh, no, a lot of people down at spring training this year. I think the Ole- yeah. the O'Leary clan just left yesterday, played golf this morning, took the, uh, took the, uh, took, took in the game today. Tom Miller from the Gazette is down there. Um, one of my softball buddies, his kid was the junior announcer at today's game. Nice. So that was kind of neat. Know a lot of people that have gone down for spring training this year, um, and uh, there's there's been, I don't know, has there been more bad news than good news <laughs> coming out of Brewers camp? It seems like, and it's not crippling news, right? But it's just like, oh, really? Yeah, it's it not of one been those... great. No, it's,
1: it's not anything that gets anybody excited. Unfortunately, no, that's, got that's a couple injuries, I, yeah. and some setbacks, and...
0: otherwise, I mean, you know, the, I texted you the other day when great Jimmy Nelson arm fatigue. Fantastic. Mm-hmm. Here comes another setback or you know what everybody threw a live BP session the other day. Did all right. They have no timeline on him. Right. The council has said, you know, we're not expecting him to be ready by X date. When he's ready, we'll figure out that he's ready and then we'll go from there. I don't care if they pitch him till June. Right. That's you know as long as he's full strength, yeah. fine, done. Don't push. Just leave it at that. Mm-hmm. No, could completely agree. Um, they got some options of the starting rotation. Now they might add another one. Where where did you hear this? Uh,
1: it's been floating out there now for a couple of weeks that the Brewers are one of three or four teams that are still kind of sniffing around Gio Gonzalez, okay. who's, who's still unsigned. Um, I guess it'll probably depend on whether or not the Brewers decide they need a lefty in the rotation, because as of now, I don't believe they have one. Mm. Um the, the the rotation's still a little bit in flux. Yeah. I, I certainly think that you can pencil in Chassin. He's um, probably
0: gonna be your opening day guy. I would think
1: so. Yeah. yeah, you can pencil in uh Davies and I think you can pencil in Burns. Okay. Uh but after that, it's it gets a little dicey. Um Anderson has been roughed up. Uh Tomlin was roughed oh. up big time the other day. Yep. Um I haven't seen Freddie Peralta or Woodruff get much uh, time yet, I have, but I haven't followed it that closely either. Those guys are going to be in the mix. Um, so I, I'm not sure how the back half of that rotation is going to shake out. I think there's going to be... Uh, I wouldn't be surprised if they had a six-man rotation at times. Okay. I wouldn't be surprised if they had a four-man rotation a and that fifth day game. is a bullpen day. Yeah. Um, nothing that the Brewers do pitching-wise will be... Will conventional. be yeah, yeah, and it won't surprise me, and it shouldn't surprise anybody because we saw a glimpse of that late mm-hmm. last year. And um, Well, what's
0: going on with second base now? Because you have... I mean, Perez is, a, for all intents and purposes that I've read, tearing it up offensively. Um But is he going to be your everyday guy there? Because you, you sign... Corey Spangenberg, and now you've got Saladino coming back off an injury, and you think maybe there's going to be some sort of rotation at second base, but now they're playing outfield. Well, you forgot one guy. Who did I forget? He... No, M- 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 stock. He's yeah. going to be... Never mind. Yeah. Sorry. No, but that yeah, was but, a complete but, brain fart on my a, part. But it's
1: a question, though, of, of that, that's the, now those other guys. Yeah. yeah. So, so where,
0: where are you going to use them? You, the utility? Mm-hmm. Or now they want to make sure they can play every position?
1: Well, I, I've been saying
0: it since... That's they em- lost game seven. That's embarrassing that Mustafa's <laughs> miss. I'm sorry. That's awful.
1: I've been saying it since they lost game seven. To me personally, there is no guarantee that Orlando Arcia is going to be your everyday shortstop for the entire season. Just because he- I hope that's the case, but his hitting has been so up and down throughout his career so far that I don't know that you can pencil him in 150 games a year. Uh, it might be more like 100. Now, you know, he's gonna be on the roster and he's gonna play every day because he's so good in the field. Maybe some nights he's a late game guy, but between Spangenberg and and Perez and even Saladino, those guys can play a little bit of shortstop. So you got some flexibility there. I think you're gonna see those guys get plugged in. Uh, Perez can play some third, Perez played a little bit of first, you still got Tames on the bench, and all those guys can play a corner outfield spot. So, and you've also got Gamel who can play center and can play the corner outfield. So they, the, the names on the depth chart, you know, aren't that familiar and really don't blow you away, Mm -hmm. but that's kind of how it always is, you know, and same thing with like a bullpen. They'll have three or four guys that make the roster in the bullpen that you will either not heard of, or they will be some kind of a, a reclamation project. And two of them will work and two of them won't. It happens every year. Um, you know they're still trying to see if they can get the corpse of Matt Albers to be able to pitch because he's still under contract. Yeah. Um. You know they lost Bobby Wall the other yeah, day he was to an one ACL of the tear.
0: Guys that came over in the Broxton trade, but he was probably going to be one of the guys that really only made the team to be an effective guy every week. You know that they were going to turn to. Yeah. Um. And now you've got Jeffress apparently has shoulder problems. Yeah, he,
1: threw, he he had been he had been uh, held out with some shoulder issues. He pitched today through two pitches. They took him out. Um, So, not sure what that means. But again, like, you know, I'm not really that concerned about anything that goes on between now and June. Okay. Um, As long as they're not 12 games under, uh, they're fine. Okay. Um, No, I. You know, and it's funny too because baseball, it seems like baseball more than the other sports, fans want the roster built in March and April. Well, Where they, it's like there's so much, especially in baseball, well, there's love, so much turnover they during love them the year being in
0: first place. And that's all you hear about it. Oh, we're still in first place. The season's been like three weeks old. Right. Everybody relax. Right. It's not even the all star break like and you and I talk about this, you know, every year I'm not paying attention to the standings until the all star break. Unless, like you said, you are really sucking. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Uh, otherwise, I'm not. We're okay. Well, I pay, I'm paying attention. Well, I'm not going I'm to I'm not 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 not, get all I'm excited if they're 30 and 10. No.
1: You know, uh, but, you know, every year, I mean, it happened last year. If Saladino comes back this year and sucks, they just cut him. That's it. It's not a big deal. They nope. did that with Sogard last year. They gave him a chance. He came back. He sucked. He was gone. Might happen with Kratz this year. Yep. They gave him another shot. If he doesn't make the team or, run today. or if he does make it and he comes up and he's hitting 110 and. On, on Memorial Day, he's not going to be on the team anymore. Nope. Nope. So, you know, everybody with the with the roster just kind of relax, let it play out. It always works itself out. And uh I mean the Brewers have signed guys I mean they did it last year with uh the lefty reliever whose name escapes me, but they signed him like a day before the season started and he made the team. The guy they got from Tampa, Jennings. Dan oh, yeah. Jennings. Yep. They signed him like a day before the season started and he was on their opening day roster. So Things change. You never know.
0: All right. One thing that did break uh, since we talked last was Bryce Harper. Yeah, Jesus. Thirteen years, three hundred thirty million. The thing that struck me as odd about that contract was that it there is no opt outs and there is a no trade clause. So realistically, he could be in Philadelphia for the rest of his career.
1: And he's already tampering and trying to recruit yes, Mike Trout. Mike
0: Trout. Saw that. Yeah. Yeah. so there's probably going to be a fine, I'm sure levied, but I'm not sure that it's going to matter because well, right now he's Well, you make now, $330 million. Exactly. I'm not sure
1: that there's any fine that you could make that would be a big deterrent, but Well, and I
0: like that he doubled down and they said, you know, this is probably not a good idea. You should keep quiet. It's like, I don't care. I'm still calling him after, you know, yeah. after the season. It's going to happen. So,
1: Well, all I will say to the Philly fans is best of luck with that whole shenanigans, because Bryce Harper's a nice player, but I'm not sure he breeds a winning culture. We'll see.
0: We will see. Alright, as so we hit the hour mark on the intentional foul for this week. No top five. We will effort, try to do better. Yeah, co- we might have to replace with with that, because we, we kind of run
1: out of topics pretty there. Much there.
0: <laughs> that came really fast, and we're only 26 27 episodes in hey
1: we're nothing so, if we're not adaptable so that is know, true well you're something but we Thank won't get into that appreciate that
0: that's a conversation for another day yes, sir uh when do you leave for vegas uh the 21st so okay so we couple got weeks we, we got next week and maybe the week after but yep. after that uh we will take a week off as you are gonna be living large and putting some butter sticks down on some college hoops mm-hmm. which will be fun for you oh yeah all right That's the Intentional Foul. You can subscribe if you are not a subscriber anywhere that podcasts are found. We, uh, again, appreciate you listening, appreciate the download. You can follow us on Twitter at PodcastFoul.
1: At Saunders 104
0: At Josh Goldberg as well. You can find us on Facebook, Twitter, however you want to leave feedback. We encourage it. Maybe even give you a shout next time we record this. So, again, thank you for listening. That's the Intentional Foul for this week. I'm Josh. I'm Dan, have a great week. Go Bucks.